Good morning. My name is Kim McCauley, and it's a joy and pleasure to welcome you to the Church of the Palms this morning. There are a few ways that I serve our church. Mostly I'm over on the other side of campus. You might not recognize me with the youth. I help my husband volunteer with the youth department and the youth ministry. I also help serve as a Bible study leader, small group leader Sunday mornings for the young married and young families for our church. And I also serve as a shepherding deacon because no one could say no to Mingy. So let us bow our heads today. This is the Lord is made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it and bow our heads and go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. And now as we serve together and worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, may our ears listen to his holy word, and may our voices be raised in praise to the glory of our God.
called to worship. The psalmist calls us to worship in Psalm 24, saying, the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it, the world and those who live in it. Let us worship God. In the story of the prodigal son, we read that while the son was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. In like manner, our gracious and loving Heavenly Father waits for us with open arms. Let us go to him in prayer with penitent hearts and confess our sins together. Let us pray. God of mercy and grace, you have called us in simple words to honor you by doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with you. Yet we confess, O Lord, that we want to make our walk with you reflect to our own credit. We are too often full of pride 
and short on humility. Putting ourselves first, we hurt and neglect others. Forgive us and redeem us, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Scripture tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have confessed our sins. Therefore, God has forgiven us who are in Christ Jesus. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And now, in unity of heart with believers across the globe and down through the ages, let us state what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us all turn and greet our neighbors and pay special attention to those we might not know. We're in the season now and there are lots of new people. Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms here for worship in the sanctuary as well as on TV on this bright, sunny, cool day. <laughs> and uh, how many of you were out in the rain last night? Ah, wonderful. I don't feel alone. So anyways, we have a few good announcements. They are in a book here. 
please take this home. Um, recycling is not really recommended. Your daily devotions on the back of the bulletin. And I would like to also invite you all to sign into those friendship pads that are located at the ends of the pews. Please sign in and greet your neighbors by name. Last Sunday, we had some kind of a big error. Thank God it wasn't ours. Um, we were not broadcasted because um, Comcast made an error with buttons in their station. So that's why we were not on TV. They sent their apologies, so they are forgiven. <laughs> and also, of course, you forgive them, and uh, so do I. And the bulletin mentioned something, uh, this one is our arrow. Blood drive is not today. It is going to be on November 23rd. Thank you for giving your blood. Stewardship announcement. Normally, at this time of the year, we conduct our annual fellow stewardship campaign. The session has approved moving the 2015 campaign to the winter quarter. If you would like to pledge now, you can. You can pledge online or pick up pledge, a pledge card from the display racks in the narthex out there or at the church office. Please see your bulletin for more details. And our next announcement is a wonderful one on the video. facilitating the shipment of large flat rate postal boxes containing personal and morale support items to service members deployed in Iraq and now Afghanistan. We call this program Operation Support Our Troops. Our forces in Afghanistan are being reduced, but we still have service members who deserve our support. What follows is a brief message from the Afghanistan-based commander and the command sergeant major of the recently deployed Task Force Pale Horse, the 82nd Combat Aviation Brigade. Hi, I'm Colonel Mike Beasley, Commander of the 82nd Combat Aviation Brigade, Task Force Pale Horse, in Bagram, Afghanistan. I'm Command Sergeant Major Bill Yergin. On behalf of the men and women of Task Force Pale Horse spread throughout all of Afghanistan, we greatly appreciate your support for Operation Support Our Troops. This will get us through the holiday season and send the right message for us. Thank you. This 12 by 12 inch postal box when filled can be a message to a service member that you care about their health, welfare, and morale. Each one of them currently serving is somebody's relative or friend of persons in the United States who are enjoying the benefits of freedom earned by so many service members before them. These deployed service members are all veterans, many with multiple tours in combat zones. Please pack and ship a box to send your personal message of love and concern. The large flat rate boxes are free at your local post office or may be handed out by a volunteer directly to you. All of the information you need to properly pack and ship a box is either available in an information kit provided to you or available at the website www.supportourtroopsmoas.com. Please take the time and effort to fill and ship a box and send a clear message that you care. Thank you. Good morning. 
<laughs> Let's try that again. Good morning. Much better. We are so excited to announce the start of our very own concert series here at Church of the Palms. This is something that we have wished for and worked on for a long time, and it's finally here. Starting this Friday evening at 7 p.m., we officially launch our first program, and Jonathan's going to tell you more about that one. But first, let me say what our goal is with this series to present fantastic music for the enjoyment of our members and guests right here in our beautiful sanctuary. We had two criteria, excellence and variety. We have handpicked the events that will be feature featured in our concerts, and I'm sure there will be something for everyone to love. Our theme for the year is Water World. And that is mainly because of our final concert will be a giant production called Noah's Flood, complete with an ark built by our very own Dick Thompson. And my prelude this morning, the sunken cathedral, is a little head start in that direction, and the rainy weather is perfect. <laughs> so we ask for your support. We need everyone to come and bring a friend in order to have a successful first season. We want to build on this and continue to bring wonderful music to our church every year, all to the glory of God. Now here's Jonathan. Good morning. So I get to tell you about the first concert. Again, it is this Friday at 7 p.m. And let me tell you what I do with these events. I use my own mother as the test. What would my mom think? is always my guiding question. I think she's probably similar to many of you. So our first concert then is an amazing jazz pianist, Richard Drexler. This man is internationally known for his creativity and virtuosity. And it's really the ultimate concert for jazz lovers and for people who think they don't like jazz. You will be absolutely blown away by his playful escapades. And he brings, us a couple, he brings a couple of wonderful colleagues on drums and acoustic bass to complete the ensemble. This is definitely in the category of concerts that my mom might be a bit nervous about. But I would bring her anyway. And I know she would leave happy despite herself. This guy is pure genius. And she would no doubt stop in the lobby to pick up one of his CDs afterward, just like you will. <laughs> if you know anyone who is interested in jazz, or not, please tell them two things, Richard Drexler, and bring them on Friday at 7. Let's really fill this place. Thank you. Joan Emmerich will bring us our minute for mission. Good morning again. I, as Emingi said, I'm, my name is Joan Emrich, and I serve as a, as a deacon here at Church of the Palms. I get to tell you about two opportunities we have this Christmas season. First, the deacons would like to invite you to become an Salvation Army Angel. You can choose the name of a child or a senior adult off of our tree next Sunday purchase a toy and a piece of clothing as requested on the information card that comes with each person, and then bring your wrapped gift to this, back to the church by de December 12. 
for then we distribute it to the families at a gathering. We have this year 100 children and 25 senior citizens who will not have a Christmas gift without our generosity. Deacons will be under the tree starting next Sunday at 10 a.m. to help you make your selection. Now the second opportunity, we would like to invite you to become a Salvation Army bell ringer. When you give just two hours of your time this Christmas season, you help feed and clothe the poor and provide counseling and shelter for the needy. We know from experience that you will be blessed as you ring that bell and say such things as maybe Merry Christmas or God bless you or just thank you. You sign up today or over the next two Sundays under the tree for the two-hour shift. We will start the bell ringing the day after Thanksgiving and we finish up on Christmas Eve. So you can tell that's a lot of hours and a lot of shifts that will need our attention. We are uh, ringing this year at the public store at the corner of Bee Ridge and Beneva, Monday through Saturdays. We will also ring just on Saturdays at our Macy's at the corner of Bee Ridge and 41. With a little time and a little money, you can make a big difference in the lives of our neighbors. We hope you will join us in making the joy of Christmas a reality for needy families in Sarasota, and thank you.
Let us pray. Gracious God, we do offer our praise. We laud your name, for you are great and worthy to be praised. It is with joy that we gather together as brothers and sisters in Christ in this place, thankful for being part of a community of faith that seeks to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with you. And so, O oh Lord, guide us as, as we have heard about opportunities just this morning to do exactly that, to do justice and love kindness and walk humbly with you. Bless and multiply the efforts of those who take the boxes and fill them up with things, but also pack them with prayers of joy and peace and well wishes for those serving in our military in far away places. May these tangible signs be indications of your love and grace and presence. Bless those who will ring the bells in coming weeks, sometimes with just simple words as Joan has indicated. But through that bell ringing, through the dollars and the coins that are slipped into the kettle slots, bless and multiply those funds so that people in need right here in our own community might know there is a God in heaven who loves them and cares about them. Gracious God, we thank you for these opportunities to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with you. Well, Lord, we also pray for those in our midst who are going through challenges and difficulties in life, who are grieving, who have health issues, who have financial stress. May we surround one another with support and care and prayers, believing that you are a God who walks with us through the valley of the darkest shadow. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this service, and we believe that your Holy Spirit enlivens every part of it. So help us to listen with ears attuned to the movement of that Spirit, expecting you to speak. And now, O oh God, as a sign of our unity in Christ Jesus, we pray together the prayer that our Lord taught all his disciples to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory. Amen. And now as we continue our worship, the ushers will come forward to receive the morning tithes and offerings.
Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for the joy that we share, the gift of music that you have poured out so richly upon this family of faith, for the many blessings you entrust to us and for the opportunity that we have to share a portion of those blessings, not only with this congregation, but with our community as well. Take what we have given today, bless and multiply it so the name of Jesus may be lifted up, that uh, we may be drawn closer to you as a community of faith, and people right here nearby may know of your love and grace in Christ Jesus. It is in his name that we pray, amen. Please be seated as the children come forward for a time with Miss Lori. <laughs> we're coming, we're coming. Good morning. Good morning. Excellent. We had all boys over in the garden this morning, like just a row of boys. So it's so great to have girls and boys both. Good morning. Hello. Hey, Sydney. How are you, Sawyer? So today... That is the hazards of getting hugs worth everyone. So today is an orange colored pencil kind of day. You know why? We have something in our Bible today that I think every one of us should grab our favorite color and we should underline it. And once we underline it, then we should practice memorizing it and take it with us everywhere we go. The reason I didn't pick red, even though red's a pretty important color, is because one of my Bibles has everything that Jesus says written in red. Well, I wanted something different because guess what? Jesus didn't say this one. A prophet said this one. The prophet Micah said this one. Now, this is a tough question. Does anybody know what a prophet is? It's tough. It is tough. I didn't actually know so well until I read it. And here's what it says, is that a prophet is someone who communicates for God. Here's an easier question. Tell me some, one way that you communicate today in 2014. How do you communicate, Sophie? Talking. Talking, I bet a lot. Yes, how else? A phone. A phone, excellent. How else, Eddie? Hand language. Hand language, using sign language. I've seen some of those languages when I'm driving, yes. So what, I'm just, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. They wave, I, because people wave, they're really friendly here. Anything, what, like, do you guys got any friends or parents that breeze? Text. Texting. Well, guess what? Micah lived 700 years before Jesus was even born. Jesus was born over 2,000 years ago. I think it's kind of low tech in communication for him. So he probably just talked, which is where we started, and wrote it down. So in Micah 6, 8, here's what got written, here's what got written down. What does the Lord require of you? Three things, you ready? To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. So let's talk about a requirement. Hmm, if you're in class and your teacher says it's time to go out for recess, is there something that she requires you to do before you leave the room? Yeah. Put, put on your, your coat and... All your outdoor things. Excellent. So if it were cold that you would have to put on your coat, is there anything else at the door that you maybe have to do? Yes. If you made a mess, you have to clean it up. Oh, absolutely. You have to clean up. That's a great one. Hold that thought. 
Anna? Turn the lights off. Turn the lights off? You're not even still doing the one that I think every single kid has to do with all their classmates before they go out the door. Line up. Line up. It just seems like a requirement. Or how about if you get into a car? What's the one requirement that you have to do once you get into that car? Yeah. Buckle your seatbelt? Put on your seatbelt. That's exactly right. So this is requirements from God for us. Really super important. First one, do justice. That's kind of a big word. You know what it means? Trying to even the playing field so that people are treated the same. We do it like with Day of Hope here, that we help every kid gets a new backpack with new school supplies so that they get to start on the same foot that all of us get to start on. Could be as simple as sharing your lunch. That's how you could do justice, by doing something nice for someone. Love kindness. You know what I want you to remember today? Remember that feeling when someone's kind to you. Isn't that a great feeling? And if you love that feeling, then maybe you want to do that for someone else so you do kind things for people. Third thing, final thing, walk. Do not run humbly with God. Now, I love to run. I just ran a marathon, half marathon, last Sunday. Love to run. But God wants us to slow down, walk, listen to him, and humble. Remember that he's God. We're not we're no better than anybody else. We're just good enough, just how we are. And especially when we're doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for those words that give us abundant life. Help us to do acts of justice. Help us to be kind. Help us to slow down, to walk, and listen to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Please be seated. There is one more thing in the bulletin. You see that Burns and Noble Book Fair, which is to benefit our preschool here, and Pastor Steve will also be signing his books and um, talking about them as well. Uh, the detail is on the flyer. Now, today's scripture lesson comes from Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Micah 6, 6 through 8. Let us hear God's word to us. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calf a year old? Would the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with tens of thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We are continuing on with the sermon series of God's story and our stories in it. We have moved past the time of the early kings, David and Solomon. We skipped past the kingdom getting split into Israel and Judah. We advanced to a time when the people, especially leaders and city dwellers, seemed to have forgotten God's great deeds on their behalf. They have forgotten that God is a jealous God and judges the people on their treatment of the poor, the orphaned, and the strangers and the widows. Corruption is widespread at that time and justice is for sale. The prophet Micah is commissioned by God to warn the people that God knows their evil and that the kingdoms are in danger of being punished with defeat because they have turned away from God. Within 25 years, Israel falls to the Assyrians, and 150 years later, Judah falls to the Babylonians. Micah warns the people of God's coming punishment, and he offers a vision of how good it would be if the people were faithful and obedient to God, who brought them out of Egypt and led them and give them the land of Canaan. Prophet Micah tells them that pleasing God is not complex. He says, God has told you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. These three actions, doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God, are the heart of what God requires of them and us. They are not debatable or they are not negotiable. They are like three legs of a three-legged stool. God has told us what is good. Those three legs fit together in a three-legged stool. 
Each is necessary, each provides balance to the other two. The question is not, what shall we do? That has been answered. The question is, how shall we live justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with our God? Many people have taught me how to live as Prophet Micah directs. I'm sure, if not all of you, most of you also have teachers and mentors in that. Today, I would like to tell you the stories about two of those mentors who taught me how to live according to those three-legged stool, loving, kindness, doing justice, and humbly walking with God. The first one is Bill Leedy. He was my first mentor in ministry. He inherited me from somewhere else with full of energy and full of foolishness. I got ordained to be his associate. He is a pastor who loves the city and the people in it. Bill loves justice. He sees justice as equal access to those things that led to a full and joyous life in God. Bill is not given to anger, but if someone even within the church tries to limit someone else's access to the means of God's grace, Bill can be ferocious. Bill's doing of justice is keeping clear and equal the avenues of access to life. Bill believes that what Jesus said in the gospel according to John chapter 10 verse 10 applies to absolutely everyone. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. So you know when I come around recruiting you to participate in this ministry or that ministry, I want you to know I'm doing you justice. <laughs> I'm giving everyone equal access to the opportunity to find fullness of life and joy in being disciples in the service of Christ. Isn't that kind of me? I was fortunate to also have, as a mentor, a parish nurse by the name of Sue Mooney. She was a professor of nursing and sat on boards and was the moderator of the presbytery and was very well listened to across our church. She was a person full of joy who was intensely interested in people and how they were doing and how their lives are. She was, for me, the embodiment of a person that loved kindness. Sue taught me how to visit those who couldn't care for themselves. One time, within my first three months of being a pastor, we went to visit an elderly lady who had soiled her bed. She was embarrassed, but Sue was not. She just walked, uh, Sue was walking and talking and laughing to this lady we were visiting. And then she asked me to do the sink full of dirty dishes, which I did. Talking and laughing all the while, Sue washed this lady we were visiting up, and together we changed her clothes, we remade her bed with fresh linen and put the soiled linen in the washer. Sue's words and actions drove the awareness of disgrace right out of the room. When the lady was clean and very nicely, securely tucked back in bed, Sue said to her, Ethel, which is not her name, you look so good. Now I want you to meet our new associate pastor, Mingy. She's a very nice person. I know that because she's short like me. 
Well, they are not too many people as short as I. Sue was just about the same height. She's a really good person, she told this lady about me because I was short. I learned from Sue Mooney that loving kindness means never letting anything blind us to humanity of those we encounter. It means seeing that people at every moment of their lives are made in the image and likeness of God. And it means that we are called to do everything we can to help them live a full and joyous life in safety and health and sufficiency and dignity. In the Gospel according to John chapter 15, verse 12, Jesus gives his new commandment to us. Love one another as I have loved you. In loving kindness, we don't only serve those in need, we love and serve God. As Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, verse 4, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 33 tells us, humility comes before honor. As I think about people who walk humbly with God, I realize that the people I think of are honorable and far from weak. Think about the truly humble people you know. When we look at these people, we see people who are in awe of what God is doing in the world. They are amazed and grateful that they get to be a small part of what God is doing. Humble people of faith are ultimately people of joy and confidence. They are doers and enthusiastic proclaimers, not of their own goodness, but of the goodness and love and grace of God. Humble people are not proud, arrogant, or rude. They are loving people. I realize I have begun to describe what 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7 tells us what love is. See if you don't think this substitution works. Humble people are patient. Humble people are kind. Humble people are not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Humble people do not insist on their own way. They are not irritable or resentful. Humble people do not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoice in the truth. Humble people bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. Mahatma Gandhi of India taught us nonviolence is not passivity. The prophet Micah of the Old Testament time tells us that to walk with God requires humility. It is not an invitation, it is a requirement. The prophet Micah still speaks to us today as Lori was explaining it to the children, that pleasing God is not complex. God has told us what is good and what does the Lord require of us, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with our God. In doing these, we follow and serve God of all, the God of all power as God per reshapes all human life and history. God is loving, strong, and gentle. We are to be the same. Thanks be to God. Amen.
go in peace, practice loving kindness, doing justice, and walking humbly with God with all that you meet in the days to come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Church of the Palms is located at 3224 B Ridge Road in Sarasota, Florida, 34239.